0: How do you feel about it now, 20 years later? I mean, how do you feel about what you built? Look, where I'm at, my wife and I have built a number of
1: businesses. Tell us about But What's life like with you and Brandy now? It's cray-cray. It's always cray-cray. <laughs> we have a lot going on. But I mean, we, we built two online radio networks. We built two trade shows. We've just recently raised $7 bucks to go buy the former Budweiser distribution plant in Arizona and attach to marijuana. License to it to go cultivate and make finished products and, you know, sell weed legally, <laughs> right? You know, not like I'm not uh, an imbiber of the herbal
0: lubrication. I enjoy it. So, but these it, are I mean, no small ventures, like these you said, are no and small things ventures. that you never even maybe imagined before oh, yeah. you and her became partners. The
1: amazing now. thing is, is my wife has been at the center of all this. Yeah. Our next project, we like we're in the middle of right now of getting a, a Broadway play funded the whole franchise, movie, London, New York. This is just a, an example of we want to keep ourselves entertained. We want to do good works while making money and doing
0: living life on our terms. How do you design your relationship? Like, it sounds like you've been able to design it in a way, but is it based on how you want how you want to live your lifestyle? Is it based on your skill sets that you had and making most use of them? Is it based on, I mean, how does, you know, kind of what is the framework of which you guys operate in as You know, business partners and mates, you know what I mean? I don't know that we gave that a conscious thought so much as
1: it was playing on the momentum of things built at that time, right? And I think when you're at a crossroads, you know, we found ourselves at one, the beginning of COVID, like a lot of people did, and then most recently, probably six weeks ago, when we decided to shift gears and jump onto the you know the broadway bandwagon and go secure that property i think you know when or at least we do i think when we want to shift gears and i think like anybody you can get tired of doing something after a while you know i mean one of our network radio networks is 17 years old we've been doing that a long time right you know exactly yeah and internet dog years—that's you totally know, like Veronosaurs yeah. 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 were wandering the earth. Seriously, I think for for us, we're unique in that I think we just kind of we fell in together and fit like two peas in a pod. And as long as we were together, everything,
0: everything was better. Right? It is, was better. Yeah. And anything that we he did, did or even or you would handle the hard together, and it just it was together. Yeah. I think looking back on it. Now, it
1: pains me to think if I had to do it without her,
0: that thought rips me in half. Couldn't imagine it. Couldn't imagine it. Totally, couldn't imagine it. Now, I guess it begs the question, would you call that true love, or would you call it luck and timing? No, there was no luck in this, because there were
1: far too many signs that illuminated the fact that we were right where we were meant to be when we were meant to be. And do I wish it were sooner? Sure. Do I wish
0: I could still keep my kids? Right. Right? Like all that? Sure. (laughs) But just even now, as the lightning struck now, and to, to now, it sounds to me like it is an actual true love story. Oh, her and I talk all the time about the
1: fact that we know we've been together for many lifetimes this is not new this is not new at all yeah we know this i mean i feel it she feels it from time to time she will joke and say that i was her wife in a past life (laughs) 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 that "That doesn't work for me (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. but yeah i I think you
0: guys do make a good duo too in public and you know as well like you got your sanctuary and you know and and headquarters in the bedroom where you can speak honestly and candidly and you know and then you have your public personas and you're both the mild laid low with your your dearest friends to the you know if you got a pimp and poet up in a huge conference or whatever, <laughs> then, do whatever you do it yeah, right you put yeah, the whole thing it. on do the outfits and go out there and rock it like it's hot together right so you have that range so there's some range it's, it's a wide range wide range right you have a lot of depth in your relationship right as you're saying Partly from all that sincerity and candor and trust, and over the years and the ingredients of what's, how that seasoned you guys, right? You know, you both have immense capacity as human beings individually, and so your collective capacity together just makes it, like you said, well, one plus one equals three. It's better. Everything's more fueled. Everything has more potential. Everything is can be calculated and passed off and divvied to, and all that, right? Now, on the other side of the coin, like. Separate from finishing each other's sentences, there's this show also talks about self-sabotage and, and kind of the mixed messages that occur in relationships, whether they be confrontations with ourselves or whether they be within the relationship or both, and kind of how we be very honest about those and how we've navigated in some of those waters and sure. kind of to help other people kind of remove those from the equation, because I kind of think a good life is is not so much about getting more, uh, you know, good life or good relationship is about removing the obstacles so you can be the your clutter, the clutter sure. so you can be your best way with each other or even the big boulders, right? So would you say that you and Brandy ever, ever experienced any kind of mixed messages, self-sabotage or mixed wiring? Or? Oh my God, all the time. Yeah, sure. Look, I think
1: because we're surrounded by energy that influences us all the time. You know, we can be influenced by our kids. We can be influenced by, you know, other people that we're working with on our jobs. And so we carry that back home, right? We have that in our relationships. And that's anxieties and stresses and other issues and whatever that, that you know, you find that you need to deal with and cope with. And so I think in so comes other insecurities that will rear their ugly heads in ways that you know god are far too many to even try and articulate but th- they will pop themselves up and then that'll spawn a maybe a heated discussion that might turn to a fight and then you know slam door slam door and five
0: minutes later hey let's go get some ice cream you uh-huh. know what i'm just gonna ask like, how do you recover from those right I mean, everybody else used to not very well
1: at all and i and i think i came to the conclusion and i've no fact to base this on whatsoever. It's just my personal belief that that where we grow up regionally, I think, affects or impacts how we raise our kids and teach them to deal with certain things. In the South, we collectively, i speaking for a lot of the Southerners I know in, in Texas and what have you, we sweep shit under the rug. Right. And you're a Southerner. And I'm a
0: Southerner. And Brandy is. She is a New Northeaster, New Englander. She's
1: she a Northerner.
0: Yeah. How, yeah, how exactly. North met South was. Yeah. Woo. That, that's another point. I just wanted to out. It, it is out. a point. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. And so and that was a thing for us. She had a very different fighting style. And, you know, my fighting style was like we yell and whatever. And, oh, or it would be no yell, right? Like silence, right? Or just non confrontation, just shut, it, shut down. Just shut yeah. down. And for me, that was like at the beginning, it was the shutdown. And in my mind, I'm like, this is unhealthy. Right. Yelling and screaming, this is unhealthy. This is going to lead to something bad.
0: You know, like I've been through two divorces. I don't want you know where this is going. And like you said, our upbringing, we kind of have a, set, a systematic set of kind of different rules. rules. Exactly. And Brandy breaks all rules if she wants to, too. Breaks all, all of them. All, all of them. them. And so
1: from her side of the fence, she was accustomed to that, y'all scream, y'all scream, slam door, slam door. Five minutes later, let's go get ice cream. I see. And so when we got together, she was completely like, why the fuck are you clamming up? Why? Uh, what is? I can't. I can't yeah, deal with that. Right.
0: And she would come at me
1: like uh-huh. all knives
0: swing swinging. Just oh, like, and she, she needs like, love. You and need, need you to, to be able to manage. Oh this. my god! Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, You
1: need to get out of you know that shell. Like deal
0: we're, with this. We're going to walk this. through this. Yeah. And so
1: I will say, it probably took me two or three years to really wrap my head around the fact that the yelling and screaming thing isn't necessarily a bad thing. It was how she was raised in her family environment to deal with at that moment. To overcome. It wasn't toxic. It we're, wasn't toxic. No,
0: no, she was. She had the goal to overcome. That was her
1: thing. They get it out. And then, okay, we're family. Because guess what? That's what families do. Like, we can yell and scream at each other, but we're always going to be here for each other. So now that we're over that shit. Yep, yep. <laughs> next. What's next? And, and so I think once I got to that point, I realized, okay, I can stay in this. She's not going
0: anywhere. Right, right, right. You don't have to have all those feelings of coming up and the resistance. I mean, so you're saying, and I wanted to ask a question: Was it resistance? I mean, that you were having before. I mean, natural resistance, or was it? What was? Why? What took two or three years to come to that point? I mean, I know relationships. I think conditioning, conditioning as as a child. Like I just,
1: I just shut down in those because I looked at that as you know what comes next is the end. Right. And I don't want the end.
0: And these fights are going to lead to an end, and I don't want the end to happen. I don't want to lend
1: energy yeah, or fuel to this, to this fuel. at all.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, so then you were navigating some of this, obviously. Yeah, and what was
1: wrong about that was I wasn't allowing myself to enter into that communion whether it was a loud communion or not, right? With a little, some feelings in there. But feelings is what we're all made up, right? And Mixed or not, this is what it is. And so I think in that moment, when I realized I could let myself into that, and although I'm not comfortable in there, I'm not, but because I love my wife, and that's where, and if she's frustrated
0: and, like I got to be in there. I want to be on the side of this, regardless. Yeah. It was
1: an issue if I turned around and walked away, and for her, that hurt
0: and probably like, triggered.
1: It did because it was uh, if you loved
0: me, you'll
1: stay in this, right?
0: Exactly. Right. Head to head, and toe from to toe. My point of view was I'm not going to fuel this.
1: I'm not going to throw fuel into something that's negative when we calm down and we can talk logically
0: then we can have a productive conversation. Right, but we have different genders too, so now that doesn't always work. We've got different genders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm coming you know, at it from, logically. She's you know, coming at it emotionally. the Southern boy, and exactly. she's the New right. right? So men but are from Mars, women are from Venus. That's right, right? <laughs> so the Southern boy eventually you know, decides to say, you know what, I'm gonna open up. I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna listen, and you know, this is gonna bounce off of me. I know I don't have to be afraid of my my wife's volume and her tempo and her fire. Because she loves me. Because she loves me. She's because not she going anywhere. And not we're here going to fix this. We're gonna fix this. And so now you're like, okay, well, well, what's so hard about this, right? So now you can.
1: Don't get me wrong. It's no, still I'm hard. Not, I'm not going to get it. I was just going to ask the question, right? So,
0: but did that soften those fights at all? Or are we still, she's still that, and you're still, and you're now just, you know, so much more comfortable with it, and she loves it and gets it out? and Or is it less? Did it, or was there any moment where it became less? I'm just curious if it changed her at all. Well, yeah. It, I think it changed the dynamic of it more because. As you're more present, you can walk through it and let her. You know, what what changed her? What
1: it took one step of that, you know, that mess that would get created. I would always throw one more log onto it by by withdrawing withdrawing, and so that would cause one more problem, right? So instead of one problem, I had two, right? And so when I realized, okay, (laughs) I can I can minimize the problems and I, I can i i have to stay in it and so part of that is recognizing my partner is having some feelings in that moment and she has to get it out if she can't get that out that's that's a problem
0: and she's got to get it all out and so i have to stay in that or even witnesses sometimes there's nothing to do with you and you're literally like a sideline right i've seen it right or like you're not trying to solve her from getting out of it it's like she's on she's gonna get this through You've looked at me and go, no, nope, you can't do nothing to sit back. No, no, no. She's, she's to let it go. Thing, yeah, right? yeah.
1: That's also, I think, a part of knowing your partner and what they need. If you love and respect them, then you give them what they need in that, right? And sometimes that's just they need an ear. They just need you to shut up and listen. Whether or not you do anything about it or not, you know, like sometimes it's just about you being there and, and hearing it. But I think the biggest takeaway in all that is when you man up and you get in it, you're in it and, and it's recognized that you're in it now. And she recognized that I've been in it now for (laughs) years, for years. And uh, when you're in it, then you're getting on the same page. It's
0: It's living and breathing. It's your blood. It's just flowing. Right. And if you know. Did you guys ever consider breaking up any time in this process, 20 years, ever stop and just say, nope, this isn't going to work, even if it was temporary?
1: Oh, God. I think like any couple, there, there have been fleeting moments of
0: what if, right? But I think those were... Emotionally charged and, and random and very few in between. Look, I think, <laughs> I think we probably both had that thought at least once. Yeah. At least right, once. right. I just, yeah, I'm trying to dispel the whole ride or die thing too, right? Like even a ride or die. And now you have true love, true love and a ride or die relationship. Everybody knows there's been struggles, but was there, you know, a few times or once, like you said, that you thought things are tough enough that we won't make it. I think like
1: everybody, we've all had that moment where we've gone out the front door, right? We've gotten in the car, gotten on the street, whatever, needed to take an hour or two, right? Whatever. I mean, and we're no different. We've absolutely had those moments, but it never got past that neither one of us ever said okay we're gonna go like we're gonna formally separate it i think you get 20 years in and
0: we are so tied together well you open the show with you know i can't imagine my life without that or now and then i look back at my last 20 years and can't imagine my what my life would be without or then absolutely not. so yeah i mean you're in it to win it forever this is it this is done uh,
1: for me i know this was my soulmate right so I know, as I've said, like I, this has been many lifetimes. I know there's many more to come. So I think
0: that was also the answer to my first relationships. Of course, they weren't right. Yeah, they couldn't, they were in the way. You know, you had your soulmate in this lifetime. It was coming, she was coming, and you exactly. guys were going to meet no matter what. You got some children. What's well, funny you mentioned that because, like, when I was first coming out of the divorce and you were there, I mean, I, well, I was a mess, right? With, uh, we're talking about a dark yeah, era. It was. Right? And, uh, You've seen me through a few, right? And so, and I, and that's why I'm on this show too. You know, to like be as candid as I can about you know that kind of humanity in life. You know, and appreciate you doing that with me here today too, and being so candid and vulnerable and truthful. And but you know, when I was going through that and kind of coming out, now all of a sudden I was out of the the underbelly of it and I had a new little house in Florida and Davis Island there and kids were now down there with me, right on the water and we got Sava, you know, the notorious Seva. Brandy loved Sava. There was no no better dog in the world God bless Brandy. That dog. Yeah. So so we were down there and I felt like, you know, we were healing and we were, you know, a good year out of the whole thing and the kids were go- I felt good. Right. I felt like I was like through the hardest of it all. You know, both the real world and the inner world. Right. But there was obviously continued waves of, of grief and so i remember asking like this all feels more logical now that you know that nikki will do and i will do this you know as uh, separated sure. co-custody parents and all that stuff and that you know we've even kind of gotten over that whole conventional we got to stay married and we didn't even know how and so much went down and i showed that on the show too and my part of that co-parenting is a thing co parenting's a thing so it was kind of like okay this is in my head this is probably a good thing right and uh so why does my heart still feel so crazy you know and it was kind of funny because what really got me over some of that heavy last grief therapy around the divorce and the, and the failure and the shame and all this stuff was I painted a world where you had three wives or three husbands. And I was like, if I lived in a culture where the first one was practice, you know, romantic you know, uh, Romeo, Juliet practice, right. To, to eventually mess up probably cause you have a lack of maturity at that age and you're not going to make it through, right. If you do, then maybe your soulmates, right. Or your miracle, right. Who knows, right. Well, well adjusted well raised, who knows, but first one, you know, that's that and it's acceptable. Sure. Second one, you know, depending on how much your first relationship lasted, it's really about family. You're gonna make children, right. And you're going to get those children birthed into the world. And then, you know, once that's done, it's acceptable to say, okay, I'm now looking for my companion, partner, mate, you know, perversion, sure. you know, right? And you'd have the third one. And then if we lived in that world, I'd be one down. You know what I mean? I was, I was like, I just got, you know, and I got the kids out of the way. So I could even just, you, so you know, just, you I just could skip just have right one next more, to the third one, know, and you just have, just the, become... have your version, right, what you and Brandy have. Look, and, I... and it helped me get over those waves. But you see what I'm saying? And you had these extra marriages. You learned what you learned from them. Like you said, you believe in the universe, and it, it did those for you. You love your children. You wouldn't have them, in any way different form at all. And now you have Brandy and your children. And those past experiences, and now all of your future experiences to look forward to. Right? Absolutely. But I mean, look, I think it's possible to have this before you get married. Uh-huh. Right. So, of course, so, it's, it wasn't a marriage in the way. Insist
1: on this kind of dialogue. I truly believe that it's it's the, the core of any long lasting relationship, successful relationship, like truly successful relationship, It's just talking.
0: Talking. Right. Dialogue, it, it, it is on everything. Would you say dial? You said it because, you know, I always said it, I like it when a nugget comes out, right? And maturity is not quite that nugget because we haven't, I don't feel, but it's there. It's an ingredient, right? Listen, and- we always, we always seem to hold
1: something back from our partner. Now you ask, how do you know that? Mm-hmm. Let's just say I was someplace where I was in a relaxed state of mind, and so was my partner. And it wasn't until we reached that state of mind that a level of comfort between the two of us was our implicit trust suddenly was implicit. And the fact that I could say something to my partner without the ability to... Fear judgment on what I was going to say or reprisals because I was going to, you know, step on an ego uh, or anything like that. And then my partner actually have the ears to hear it in the spirit that it was actually given and said without filter in any way, which is super important to note because. We filter everything that comes to us so that we put it into the context that makes us feel comfortable or what we want it to be in that moment. And so, and I think in our relationships, when we pull all the barriers down and the trust and comfort exists that I can actually say something to you without any reprisals right? You're not going to hold it over my head for the next month for the next two weeks. And you know what I'm talking about? I do. Yes, I do. And so if we can actually get to that point where you know that, that thing that's really important to you, that's been weighing on you, that you really would like to share with your partner, the point that you can get, get yourself over that threshold and actually have that really important conversation, then once you've crossed that threshold, you can do it again and again and again and again. It gets so much easier. And so if you start that while you're dating, right? Set a precedent, then let me show you something. If you're not getting the reciprocation, then
0: what makes you think you're gonna get it in a marriage? exactly sure yeah this is starts foundation you're building the foundation then and i think if i had known
1: that before i'd gotten married the first or second time i think maybe
0: my approach to to those would have been a little different interesting you know it's coming to me and it's maybe a good way to cap it off because it's definitely a negative for me and about at ease you just mentioned reaching a certain level of calmness after you know all of it, all the veil was dropped, uh, full. And the other one was you were saying no oh, filters, home. so no filters. So now you got no filters. You're at ease, and you can be at ease at home. It's home. You have home. That's what it is. I wanted to get there. Yeah. So home. That's and that's that's the relationship. That's the friendship. If you can get home in your relationship, then everything
1: else comes easy because life's problems will still come at you left and right just because that's life but when you're suited up and you're on the same page then it's how you deal with it that's completely different and you're dealing with it in a way that granted in the moment we're human things happen we say things but still You're able to deal with that better because now you're far enough down the timeline of your relationship and you've laid that foundation. You've spent the time in dialogue so that you are closer every time something pops up to already being on the same page so that you will more likely see the same reaction as one another and already be there. Not that you're... you will have conflict. But again, I think if if we focus on spending the time and communicating early, then I think we answer
0: a lot of questions we need before we get to the end of that aisle to say I do. I get it, and I think this, you know, that's, that's a great way to kind of tail out of this one. There's a lot there and a lot for the people to take with them. It's really cool you shared your, your inner world and outer world with us. Thank you for asking. Thank you. Right. And then uh, Brandy will give you an earful next. I'm, that's what I was going to say. Like, you know, what do you think Brandy's going to say? Right. Like, I mean, just w- knowing her, what thing do you think she'll bring up in her time? Well,
1: so look, I, I think, I don't think I know. My wife is extremely insightful and far more intuitive than I ever can be. And she's tapped in like that. So for her, I think you're going to hear some things that are very akin to, you know, the things that I've said here, communication being the crux of all of it. You know, I think she may talk about how she was raised and she hates the fact that people use their childhoods as <laughs> Right, right. So you may hear that yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with respect to relationships, I think you're going to hear her echo the sentiment that, you know, her and I we've been together for a lifetime and many lifetimes and we'll continue to be so. we
0: will leave it at that. I hope you come back, buddy. I love you. We'll do. Right back at you. Bye. He messages. He messages. He Mix messages. He Mix messages. He messages. Mix messages. Mix messages. Mix messages. Messages.